Welcome back to the Express Yourself Black Man Podcast. My name is Kizzle or Kofi, and I'm a 23-year-old mental health advocate, public speaker, and founder of A Kizzle Brand, which is a project aimed at raising awareness for depression and helping people through difficult times. Studies show that on average, men lose 2.8 years of their life when they're under heavy stress. The point of this podcast is for me to gain those 2.8 years back. As a black man, society often tries to tell me what I can, can't do, or talk about which can often leave me feeling trapped. And so this podcast is my release. All right, so we're here with Darlene DC. She's the founder and CEO of the Successful Wives Network and has been married for over 25 years. And then I also just checked your Instagram. You're putting a book out. You're an author now as well. Oh, yeah, I've been an author. So this okay. is my third book. Yeah. Oh, awesome, awesome, book. awesome. What were your other books about? Just before you even get into anything, what were those books about? My first book was entitled It Might Just Be You, a book mm. on accountability. <laughs> mm, and who was that written for? That yeah. was written for the church. Okay. Okay. <laughs> for the mm. church and for those that may have fell off. And we're always all God's children. Sometimes we fall off. So mm. it's pretty much to get us back on track. It's more about self-reflection because that A word accountability, a lot of people shy away from that. They shy yep. away from that self-reflection and, you know, need to look in the mirror. You know, it's real easy, you know, to say my husband did that. My friend did that. My boss did that. The pastor did that. But rarely, rarely will we take accountability for what we've done. Right. That's very true. Okay. So you had that book. What's the other book that you had as well? And then I had Stacking a Deck series. Mm-hmm. It is a four-part series. It's a combination. It's the race card, the church card, the office card, and the family card. It's actually set up like a deck of cards. So okay. imagine a deck of cards. That's on the Kindle version. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you're reading it, you're actually looking at cards, you know, the oh. whole, whole deck the full deck of cards and it's little bite-sized tidbits, thought provoking statements. I'm a very poignant writer. I get in your face Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I have you think of things that say, you know what? I didn't think of it that way. I never thought of it like that. I like books like that, that offer additional insight that you wouldn't have normally thought about. So, okay. Then the last one that I just saw, which one, what is that one? Uh, This one will be dropping this summer. It's entitled the perfect imperfect wife. Mm. And it is my journey into wifehood over 25 okay. years. Okay. All right, cool. So I think that's a great segue into the conversation mm-hmm. that we're going to have today. So we kind of connected on IG and I remember seeing your platform. We were talking about possibly doing this episode and you were like, yeah, you know, I may have some experience. I've been married for 25 years. I was like, may, you may have some experience. Just a little uh, bit. Yeah. No, no, just a little something, something. Right. <laughs> So I think one of the interesting things that we talked about was the dirty S word yes. when, we, when we had that first conversation. So can you please break that down? Just a little bit. So that's actually one of the chapters in my book. It's called the dirty S word. So I mm-hmm. did a play on words because some people's like the first thing they thought about was sex. And I was like, no, right. mm-hmm. the dirty S word is that word submission. Mm. And wives are uncomfortable with it. Soon to be wives are uncomfortable with it. Mm-hmm. I think just in general, people are uncomfortable with the word submission mm-hmm. based on their experience. But in the book, I put it specifically with wives because that's who my target audience is. Right. The word submission, when I talk about it in The Perfect and Perfect Wife, I talk about how we have to unlearn and relearn mm-hmm. God's way of submission. Submission does not mean this King Kong, he grabbed you by the hair 
<laughs> you do what I say. You do what I say, woman. Mm-hmm. But that's the picture. That's the picture. Everybody yeah, whenever gets, somebody right? hears submit, they think of like yeah. some slave and like some castle or something like that. And the man is the king yeah. and, and the wife is the peasant that does all the chores and everything. And she does all this stuff and ain't quote, ain't no man going to tell me what to do. And I'm my own woman. And mm-hmm. All of Mm -hmm. these things to put it in perspective for some women, they have that attitude because they have been taken advantage of. Right. They have been, you know, been abused, be it by their dad or by a former boyfriend or ex-husband, a Mm -hmm. current husband. Mm -hmm. So they have that outlook. But if you have that outlook because of the experience you had with those men, then you weren't with the man of God. I don't even care if the man said he was a man of God. Because mm. there's a lot of them out there that say they're a man of God. And just because you mm. go to church don't mean you're a man of God. I like where you're going here. Go ahead. Go okay. ahead. So what the word of God says is when we go over to what Paul said over in Ephesians, he said a faithful husband is willing to lay down his life for his wife. Mm. Okay. So when the Lord is saying submit to your own husband, you submit to your own husband, but husband love your wife as Christ loved the church that is i mean it's gold it's beautiful have you ever thought about how the man felt that could be a hard thing to do mm-hmm. that could be a very hard thing to do love your wife as christ love the church lay your life down for her. so that means even when she isn't being lovable when right, she right. when she tripping when she flipping out on you mm-hmm. and wives don't look at it that way the majority of wives, they do not look at it that way. Because I know right. at one point in my marriage, I didn't look at it that way. I have no problem submitting to my husband. Mm-hmm. None whatsoever. I have no problem submitting to him because he submitted himself to God. But let me back up because I have to say, I did not always feel that way. I don't have a problem being transparent. So when we first got together, it had nothing to do with him. It had absolutely nothing to do with him submitting to him. It had everything to do with my attitudes and what I saw growing up, my mm-hmm. background. Mm-hmm. Um, being abused by my stepdad, watching my stepdad beat my mom. So mm-hmm. growing up in a domestic violence situation, you're not going to tell me that I need to submit to a man because right. when you grow up in that type of dysfunction, you grew up like that. You think all men are like that. Right. And, and when you look through broken lenses, that's all you see. So right. the walls grow up, uh, the heart is closed, the door is closed, the defense mm-hmm. mechanism is up. Mm-hmm. What? 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 My husband always tell me, I'd be like, babe, when we met, I gave you my heart on a platter. He was like, yeah, with all them thorns around it. (laughs) 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 He was like, yeah, yeah, you you gave him your heart. He had all them thorns was around it too, darling. All them thorns. (laughs) Yo, that's crazy. That's crazy because we really don't understand sometimes like we don't have the perspective to understand how somebody else is receiving the love that we think that we're given. Right. And in that situation, you may have felt like you were giving him everything because that's all you knew. But he yes. and his experiences were looking at it like, what like, is girl, this? You crazy. <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> Let's get back. So we talked about the dirty <laughs> S word. Right. And I think one thing I definitely want to mention is the fact that, yes, women submit. And yes, we do talk about submission when we're talking about women more often. But one thing I talked about with you is that both men and women submit. Yeah. And I think it was very interesting what you said about your relationship and I'll let you get into it. But I want to give this example that I had in my last relationship, which is I submitted to the girl that I was with. And so the perfect example is when we go to the grocery store, she knows what she wants to cook. She knows how she wants to cook it. She knows what ingredients she needs. So what is the point of me leading in the grocery store? I don't know where I'm going. So when we get in the grocery store, I grab the cart and she leads because she knows what she needs. And it's just fast 
faster and more efficient that way. We're working as a unit, similar as if we are walking down the street, I'm going to lead because I'm more aware and more cognizant of what's going on around. Right. And I'm always thinking about the imminent dangers, whereas women are not always thinking about that. Right. It may just be we're going to this place. Let's get there and be done. But I'm always thinking about what dangers are around us because I'm in protection mode if I'm with a girl that I'm with. Right. Or any woman, to be mm -hmm. honest. Right. And so I wanted to kind of talk about how that plays out in your relationship. Right. Because I feel like you have an interesting relationship when we talked about how you and your husband submit and like what you guys do. I mean, that's an excellent example, because, again, when people think submit, they think it's just the man making all the decisions mm -hmm. at every point and every turn. And mm -hmm. it's not like that. It's submitting to each other. So he may be leading one week in something. I might be leading in something else, or he may lead in a certain area because he's better at that than I am. And right. vice versa. He will be quick to say, oh, Darlene, she is business savvy, sharp. Darlene is going to make sure she researched things through. She's going to read it. And it's not that he can't research. He may say, babe, I have an idea to invest in such and such. So he had a vision of something. He'll be like, can you check that out? Can you make sure that's okay? Right. That is us working together. That's him submitting. Yeah. To be honest, it is him submitting. It's him saying, yo, I know you do this better than I do. Can you do it? Yeah. Yeah. And I'd be like, yeah. And then I'm submitting because... I think it's an excellent idea and I'm understanding his vision. Like, I'm not going to take the vision from him and be like, nah, you don't know what you're doing, dude, and make it mine. No, right. it should be ours because whatever vision either one of you guys have, at the end of the day, it should be for the betterment of the marriage. Mm. This is not a competition. I am not in competition with my husband and vice versa. I cannot understand that concept because if you're in competition with each other, you should have just stayed single. Right. Unless, and unless we talked about this before, unless it's some healthy competition, you know, mm -hmm. losing weight together or we playing some spades. Mm -hmm. Or dominoes or something like that, but not unhealthy competition where you're hurting one another. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And like, that's one thing that I've noticed in my generation. Not everybody, but certain relationships, you'll see that it's like a competition for who has more power and how much you can get out of things, how much you can dictate what the other partner does. That kind of relationship, definitely not interested in. And I don't think those kind of relationships last long, or even if they do last long, in my opinion, they're not the most healthy. So, okay. So we talked about you growing together, right? So you've been with your husband for 25 years, married, but before then you were with him for, for some years, years, for four years. So we've, we've been together since we were 22 years old. Right. Which is a long time, <laughs> right? And yes. to be honest, like a lot of times when I talk to people that are a little bit older than me, they always talk about, oh yeah, you know, in your twenties, you're going to go through a bunch of changes. If you find someone that's going to go through those changes with you, you'll be lucky. And so you obviously have been through that where you were 22 yes. and you got through those ages. So I kind of want to know, how did you guys grow? And obviously you guys made changes or you guys changed along the way. How did that impact the relationship and how did you guys deal with that? I would say the main thing for us and what we still have today after 25 years of marriage, we have honest communication. Mm. The rule has always been when we first met is do not lie to each other. No matter how bad it was, no matter how hard the conversation was, do not lie. Even mm -hmm. to this day, the rule is like, if he asks me, if he says, hey, Darlene, or he'll say Dardar, he calls me Dardar, that's my nickname. Mm -hmm. He said, Dardar, what's wrong? Like, I can feel you, what's going on? Mm -hmm. I cannot say nothing because long ago we established if you say nothing, you're lying. Right. He said, please say to me, I'd rather not talk about it right now. He said, right. I can deal with that better. So we established that way back in our 20s. Mm -hmm. 
and we and still do that now. And, and let me pause you right there because some people are probably going to think, well, what's the big deal? Nothing versus I don't really want to talk about it right now. What's the big deal? So let me ask you that question. What is the big deal between saying nothing and I don't want to talk about it right now? Because when I say nothing, I am lying. Something is going on with right. me. And I, I'm just in my feelings about something, whether it was something he said or did, or it might have not been him. It could have been something that happened at work. Mm-hmm. His thing was just practicing saying, I don't want to discuss it right now. Because most times when women say nothing, it's definitely something we think our men is supposed to read our minds. Right. And they can't. They don't know what's going on. He's like, he should know. He should know. Ladies, he does not know. He doesn't know. And it isn't fair to think that he should know. So for my husband, he didn't want me to say nothing was wrong because he knew something was wrong. Just Mm -hmm. say, hey, I don't want to discuss it right now, which forced me to discuss it later and not like put that onus on him. Like he should know what's going on in my head. Right. Okay. Sure. (laughs) It is. It is, man. But it's like what has become the norm in my generation is like women have this thought process around like how dating should go, how relationships should go. And it's all centered around lazy communication, in my opinion, like lazy communication and lazy efforts on their part, because I feel like a lot of it is there's this term in my generation called apply pressure, right? And what it's called apply pressure. What it means essentially is if a guy is dating a woman, he should be doing everything that he possibly can to make sure that he wows her, right? Which is kind of like courting. In our generation, it doesn't really work like that because it's very vague one. And on top of that, you can't do the same thing with every every woman, right? We Everybody has different love languages, attachment styles, things that they like, things that they dislike. So when you have this general term about what you want somebody to do, and it really isn't descriptive at all. And then on top of that, you don't know how to communicate what you want. You're going to put yourself in a sticky situation. Totally agree. <laughs> and that and that's why I'm so glad that you talked about the honest communication, because I've had in my past relationships, I've had countless disagreements or like arguments or problems because I will ask, hey, what's going on? And then the response would be nothing. I'm fine. And so as a guy, I'm like, oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. You know, unless I really absolutely know I did something wrong in the past few hours, I will keep on probing. But if I don't know what I did wrong and you're saying nothing, it's fine. I'm going to go based off of that. And then what we talked about is that you start to now internalize what you're dealing with because it's like, oh, I didn't even get my chance to speak about it now in a few weeks or however long it takes you to really bubble over and get upset right now. Now we got to talk about it a few days later or a few weeks later, or a few hours later when we could have dealt with it then and there, or you could have told me something was wrong, but you just didn't want to talk about it then. And I know how to approach that a little bit better. That is so on point because, and a lot of other things, just depending on the maturity of the young lady, when a woman says nothing, she wants you to keep probing because to her, that means you care if you keep probing. Right. he says nothing and you say, oh, okay, what women don't understand for centuries, women think that men think like us. So if you tell a man nothing, that's what he's going to roll with. You guys aren't going to go through this long drawn out map quest, deep thought <laughs> and try to process <laughs> what nothing means. You said nothing. I took it at face value. So, and th- so it's not fair to turn around and get mad at the guy because he didn't probe deeper and deeper and deeper into your thoughts. And he should have known, no, nah, sis, you just need to grow up and learn how to communicate more mm-hmm. effectively. Right. When women say nothing, when they're actually really upset and they want you to probe more, 
that really reminds me of protest behaviors. And I talked about protest behaviors before. Protest behaviors are when you kind of seek reassurance in a loving or romantic relationship or whatever the case may be, right? Let's say I went out and I was with a girl and she's texting me like, hey, you said you text me back when you got out. That's technically a protest behavior because what she wants now in response to that is an apology that yep. kind of reassures her that everything is OK. So when I ask, hey, are you good? And you say <laughs> nothing. What you're looking for is the reassurance that I will continue to pursue the conversation. And now if I don't give you that reassurance because you said nothing and I thought everything was OK, now you're really insecure about everything because you feel like I don't care when it's all could have been avoided if you just communicated appropriately the first time. It's very, it's very, very, very interesting. I like the fact that you guys have that honest communication because it, it stops that whole cycle. It does. And it stops that insecurity. That's a lot of insecurities within that woman. Mm-hmm. Because, and I, and I know women probably don't like that, but that goes back to that self-reflection and accountability. Mm-hmm. And if some women feel like it is an insecurity, then it's definitely a communication issue. You're not communicating effectively. Like I said, a lot of women in my generation have communication issues. And I don't know really what it's attributed to, to be honest. I think a lot of people just in general in my generation have communication issues. They don't really know how to express what emotions they're dealing with. So it makes it very hard if you're in a situation where you're in a romantic relationship and you're emotional, if you don't know how to express those emotions, if you don't know how to tell your partner what you're feeling. Now I'm in a sticky situation. I don't really know how to operate from here, right? Because you're not telling me how you're feeling. I may know something is up or I may think everything is fine. I love the fact that you guys have that honest communication. Would you say that you you guys get into arguments a lot or no? Oh God, no. When we were dating, yes. Mm -hmm. Because I was the one that did not know how to communicate effectively. It was just do what I say. <laughs> it really? Was, okay. Oh, God. Yeah. I, let me tell you, I got a good one because he really could have been like, you know what? <laughs> you Holla back. <laughs> <laughs> And you get some sense. Well, first of all, my husband is my the first boyfriend I ever had. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And so I had never been in a relationship before. Mm-hmm. Everything for me was church, graduated from high school, went to college. And I always said, you know, when I graduate from college, I will be dating to get married. Mm-hmm. And get married, I'm have a baby. And that's exactly what I did. Mm-hmm. Okay. For me, my life was not going to be what I saw growing up. The environment that I grew up in, I was not going to be like that. I made that vow to myself when I was 12 years old. So I had already had my life planned out. It was just a matter of getting out that house. So when I met him, I had the degrees, the business acumen. Mm -hmm. I'm a writer, you Mm -hmm. know, I'm writing Mm -hmm. for our local city paper with my own column. I'm 21. Uh I graduated when I was 21, met him at 22. You know, I'm a bomb. Successful black woman. Uh Yeah, you can't tell me nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, please. He wasn't impressed with all of that. I mean, he was like, that's cool. But he was not intimidated by that. Right. Intimidated by that at all. Let me pause right there because I'm always hearing black women say, and I'm specifically saying black women Mm -hmm. because that's all I hear from black women saying how black men are is intimidated by strong black women. They're not. Mm -hmm. They're not. They're not. You know what black men don't like? They don't like to be emasculated. Emasculated. Sis, you can be strong. That don't mean that you got to emasculate the black man. Oh, put them down. 
Oh, that don't mean man. you gotta seem like he a B. Right. Because you either making more money or you just have all this success. So mm. for me coming into this relationship and then I had never been in a relationship before, you just have a theory of how it's gonna be. You come in selfish, you know, come in selfish, like, okay, this is what I want, what I want, what I want, what I want, what I want. It was me. I could tell him myself, yeah, that whole communication, who I thought I was, and mm-hmm. you know, hey, hey Lee, just do what I say, though. He was like, hey, yo, now work don't work over here he like yes sis i see you i see you with your degrees Mm -hmm. i see you with i see you you know in the corporate america okay Mm -hmm. but listen here it ain't going down like that over here you will not disrespect me you will Mm -hmm. not talk to me all crazy Mm -hmm. and honestly I didn't think I was, but he he let me know. You're not gonna speak to me in that manner. So he let he let me know. So he wasn't intimidated by me. He did not keep his silence to like, oh my God, I'm gonna lose her because look at all this stuff that she has. Mm. He knew who he was as a man. And that's why it's so important to be confident in yourself and yep. why it's so important as well to communicate when you feel like you are being disrespected or not given the treatment that you deserve, especially from your partner. Because like you said, you didn't even know you were treated him a certain way until he told you right <laughs> and then that made you start to reflect hmm i was like oh for real he was like you can say this in a different manner right you know? right right you right all that attitude you don't need all of that and then i had to do self-reflection like well where's all this coming from right childhood trauma that's where from because mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, I believe if I did not self-reflect at 22, he and I wouldn't even be together right now. We wouldn't even be married right now. I would be sounding like a lot of bitter black women right now. I mean, right. I'd be all angry and all upset and all mad because I didn't look at myself. Right. That's why I asked you if you guys argue a lot, because I feel like a lot of times when people see people that are in a relationship for a little bit longer, right, like 25 years. We've been in a relationship since we were 22. We're used to thinking that at that level, you guys are just bickering, hate each other, are tired of each other, live in like separate rooms. It may not be everybody, but I know I've seen a lot of stuff on social media about how when you get older or when you get into marriage, all you do is argue and all these different things. But I'm glad you mentioned that that's not how it is. And I no. feel like- yeah. what I got to argue about? We have been together, married 25 years. We've been together almost 30 years. If we were still arguing and doing all of that, if I was still- still that 22 year old girl something is wrong with me but I understand that to your point because when people see us it's like oh they phony they can't be that happy but you know the sad part about that is I say dad you know why is it we hate each other as a culture why is it we only say that when we see happy black families? Because if my name was Susan Urbanski and his name was Rob, y'all wouldn't even blink. It's all right, us. right, we right, do that right, to right. us. I'm like, we can't be happy after 25 right. years. He can't still be my road dog. Right. He still can't be my best friend. Nah, something, years. something has to be wrong. He got right? to be beating me. He got to be, which he has never put his hands on me. Okay. Yeah, of course he has not. never called me out my name. Now, I don't know what he said in his mind, but it never came out his mouth. Right. And that's what. <laughs> never disrespect me Mm -hmm. but i'm like why do we do that for instance if i haven't seen someone in a long time and they know i'm still married this is the first thing that they say you and lee are still together y'all still together like why is that shocking though like that is so crazy to me that is so crazy to me that we've been trained to believe that long successful marriages don't happen in Black. black culture yeah that is so outlandish to me that is so outlandish to me Okay, so we got a few minutes real quick. Before we end, I need you to give three tips 
for <laughs> a successful marriage or being a successful wife, however you want to tailor it. Three tips. It doesn't even have to be three. So I always say this. Number mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. keep people out your business. Mm. Number two, keep people out your business. Number three, did I mention keep people out your business? <laughs> <laughs> why? Okay. Why are you so adamant? <laughs> On keeping people out your business, because this is what my mom has told me as well. Like, I'll tell you a story real quick. My mom told me when her and my dad first got married, her family would butt in and tell my pops certain things and like try to regulate certain things or tell her certain things about what's going on. And she made it very clear early on in that relationship. Yo, this is the person I'm with. If you see us arguing or whatever the case may be, don't butt in. You know, unless I explicitly ask for you to give me your input, don't give me your input. And to this day, that's how my extended family acts now like they won't say anything even if they see something they will not say anything or if they feel like they need to say something they will literally ask my mom for permission so i want to ask you Mm -hmm. why is that the biggest thing for you because marriage is between you your spouse and god now Mm. let me put a disclaimer out there i can hear out in the stratosphere some women saying well that's how some women and got killed because they didn't say anything i'm not talking about domestic violence Right. I'm not talking about domestic violence or abuse or anything of that nature. If you're in that situation, you definitely need to tell somebody. Absolutely. So I wanted to put that disclaimer out there. Mm -hmm. But your mother head on because people are looking at your marriage on the outside. They're looking Mm. at on the outside. They don't know what goes on. Nobody knows what goes on behind closed doors, but you and your mate. And even when people tell you things about their marriage, they're only telling you their side anyway. Right. But people aren't married to your wife or to your husband. And you can go tell people something your spouse did. You know you're not leaving your spouse. And right. not everybody in the family looking at them crazy or want to fight them or whatever. But no, he and I, we were like that when we were dating. Right. We- dating nobody was in our business our families aren't in our business they don't know what goes on and when that happens people start making stuff up that's why we get called oh they think they perfect they think they better because Mm -hmm. no one knows what's going on in our marriage so they're looking for something oh yeah they came back waiting for us to fall oh man unfortunately unfortunately to the majority i might have my inner circle that i'm close with but for the most part people sit back and watch and be Mm. like when is something gonna happen bad to the Right. And me and him be sitting eating our popcorn, be like, Father God, forgive them. Because mm-hmm. they <laughs> don't even know. We're praying for you. We're praying for you. And that's how, but, and that's exactly how it should be. I'm so glad that you said that because you gave a great gem in there, which is that's how you guys were when you were dating. Because yeah. people don't understand you can't just make that transition when you get married. It has to be that kind of culture from the jump. You yes. have to be establishing, like, yo, whoever I'm with, that's who I'm with. Y'all stay out of it because obviously before you get married, you have to date. And if people come into that relationship thinking that this is how it's going to go, where they're going to be in your relationship and knowing everything that's going on. When you get married, what are they going to do? They're going to do more of the same. And if you try to establish, you know, those boundaries, then you can do it, but it will be a lot more difficult. And so I think it's so important that you said that. Okay. So before we end, I want you to plug your socials and everything that you're doing. Give yourself a shout out for the people that want to follow you and that want to hear more about all the good things that you're doing. Definitely. Thank you for having me. I feel very blessed and honored and thank your listeners as well. You can follow me on um, IG at the Successful Wives Network or I am Lee Wife underscore 915 on Facebook, the Successful Wives Network as well. On okay. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, DC. I appreciate it. I'll let you know when I, when I put it out. Okay. Thank you. No problem. Have a good night. Tell your husband I said uh, good night.
I will. This All was right. fun. Yeah, it is. It is. We're going to have to do it again at some point. We are. And then I'm going to have to bring you on my show. Absolutely. Let me know. Let me know. I will. I will. Right. I'm going to have you on Man Thought Monday. All right. Cool. I could do that. Okay. All right. Good night. Good night. That's it for this episode. If you like what you heard or you feel like it could help somebody, please share and subscribe. As always, we're going to leave you off with a song or a snippet from a video that we found interesting. So here's Hanger by Mellow Mills featuring J-Rob. I met her at hangar, she sucking me up when she called me a stranger They wasting my time to me catching up, I know I'm out of Rodeo Fuck what they talking about, I bring them on this house, Spanish bitch counting my pesos I just hit dash, I'm a rob on the bell, fight deep in the Range Rover That's my new bag, what's too much drip, I don't look at the tag If that's my bitch, then I see her bag Remember those days I was playing the app, that bitch wanna fuck then she taking the cab You say that's your girl, well that bitch up for grab, she sucking me up while I cook in the lab Let's go, yeah these niggas in danger. I met her at hangar. Told her I'd call her ass later. Bitches be tripping, that shit, it don't phase her. Shit that we doing, this shit is so major. Niggas be watching, they losing their data. Nigga turn to a hater. Still counting his paper. Still counting his cash. And I got like 30 in the store yard bag. Ain't shit changed, still popping them tags. Spending all this money, cause the shit won't last. She want a new ad. So I pull up and I bring her the bag. I'm going too fast. The shit that I'm pushing got two on the dash. This Bentley I'm pushing got two on the dash. Yeah, I went to the A and I flew first class. I might just run in your shit, no mask. You little hoe and she got real ass. I got no issues, we talking fast. Whoa with a pistol, whoa with a bag. Yeah, yeah, we don't compare. Whoa with some shit that could knock down the bear. Yeah, that's the reason I whoa with no fair. Put us on work and I turn to the man. Damn, I got a hoe and she keep taking Zans. I got a hoe that's a digit to tans. These niggas in danger. I met her at hangar. Told her I'd call her ass later. Bitches be tripping, that shit, it don't phase her. Shit that we doing, this shit is so major. Niggas be watching, they losing their data. Nigga turn to a hater. Still counting his paper. Still counting his cash. And I got like 30 in the score yard bag. Ain't shit changed, still popping them tags. Spending all this money, cause the shit won't last. She want a new ad. So I pull up and I bring it a bag. I'm going too fast. This shit that I'm pushing got two on the dash. Yo, you still here? If you listen to the whole episode, that means you obviously like the podcast. There's nothing wrong with that, but just go to com slash store and buy yourself some merch to help support.